Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 221 of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here with me today. We are currently heads up playing for the title in the $10,000 buy-in tournament that Party Poker put on recently in the Caribbean. Um, you may ask, what happened to Sam Greenwood? He had all the chips. Well, he had two pretty clear GTO shove spots, and both times, Stockin woke up with good hands, called, and won. So, we're heads up, Stockin has 73 million to my 30 million with an 800,000 big blind. So I'm playing 45 big blinds deep or so. Which, you know, is some chips. Actually, not 45 big blinds deep, what am I saying? This is, um, call it 37 big blinds deep. There we go. So, I get 7-4 of diamonds on the button and put in a min-raise. I think min-raising is fine heads up because if the opponent calls, I don't really care if I'm giving them good odds because I'm going to be in position, right? So this is a spot where you can min-raise pretty much your whole playable range. If you see your opponent plays quite poorly against specific raise sizes, though, you may want to use a bigger size because then, let's say your opponent calls a min-raise almost every time but then folds to a three-big-blind raise, I don't know, 50 or 60% of the time, well, now you can start using that big raise size and run your opponent over that said, Stockton is known to be a very well-respected heads-up online player, which is not really who you want to be against when you're heads-up, but you don't get to pick. So I imagine he's going to play well versus all raise sizes, so I just want to pick the one that I think I know how to play the best. And um, that's going to be min-raising here. So I min-raise, he calls with king-jack offsuit, which is perfectly fine and standard. He has king of hearts, jack of diamonds. I have seven, four of diamonds. Flop comes, ace, nine, five two diamonds. So I have a flush draw and some backdoor straight draws. He has king high. He checks the flop. Pot is 3.2 million. I'm definitely going to continuation bet somewhat small in this scenario. So I go 1.4 million. This is a spot where you want to typically bet small with most of your range because presumably I'm raising all of my aces preflop and Stockton is three betting his best aces preflop. So that means that he has something like ace 10 and worse whereas I have all the aces, so therefore I have more aces in my range. So in that scenario, you typically want to be betting smaller because you have a bit of a range advantage. So I do bet a little bit smaller than normal. He elects to check call, which I think is perfectly fine. He has um, king high, which is often just good, and he has a backdoor diamond draw. So turn comes a seven, which is quite nice for me. He checks... And I think now I should check behind, because notice, if he has an ace, he's never folding, so I'm not trying to bluff him off of an ace. If he has a nine, he's also not going to fold to a turn bet. And if he has worse than that, say he has a five or king high or queen high or something like that, he's going to fold to a turn bet most of the time. So this is a pretty clear example of a spot where I have both a marginal made hand and a draw. I have discussed this situation extensively over at my site, pokercoaching.com, because people seem to have a problem with this. They think, I have a draw, I need to play it aggressively. But in reality, most of the time on the river, I'm going to end up with a marginal made hand. And if I have a marginal made hand, well, I want to check. I want to see a cheap showdown. Because if I bet here, I'm usually going to get called by hands that beat me. So when I bet and get called, I'm often going to be behind. But when it goes check, check, very often I'm in great shape. So would you rather play a small pot in great shape or a big pot in perhaps worse shaped, where I'm actually an underdog. Well, clearly you'd rather the small pot. So check, check on the turn now that I have a pair. River brings the king of diamonds, which is exactly what I wanted to see because now I have a flush. Um, another pretty easy check spot for Stockton, I think. 
If I have an ace, he definitely wants to check and lose the minimum. If I have a worse main hand, I'm probably going to fold to a, a river bet. Like, say I have a random seven here, I'm probably just going to fold if he bets the river, given the flush draw came in, and I now lose to an ace or value bet king. So it seems like a pretty good spot to check, looking to check call, especially if he thinks I don't have a whole lot of aces, because I should keep betting most of the aces on the turn. So definitely a spot to check. And now I have to decide how much to bet. So pot six million. And now it's a pretty cool spot because I could very easily be sitting here with queen of diamonds, jack of diamonds, or ten of diamonds. I understand Stockton has a jack of diamonds, but I could have those hands. Like say I had random uh, jack ten or jack four with the jack of diamonds or queen four, the queen of diamonds. These are all hands that I think I need to bluff with because they make it harder for the opponent to have a flush. And I could just have them, right? I mean, as we see here, I had the flush draw and I checked behind on the turn. Clearly I had a pair as well. But I think I do need to bluff with some queen, jack, and ten of diamonds on this river. In this scenario, when I know I also have some nut hands in my range, I definitely like going for a very big bet. So pot six million, I, given I have about 25 million behind, I can't just shove. That would be for way too many chips. So I need to go large, and I think something like a nine million bet is going to be pretty nice. That's going to look quite bluff heavy to my opponent. I just told you I have lots of queen high, jack high, 10 high of diamonds that I would like to bluff. And, you know, really, I don't have a ton of flushes here because I would bet most of those draws on the turn. So it's a spot where I may be a little bit out of balance if I'm if I'm betting the queen jack 10 all the time. So you don't bet it all the time. And I also need to make sure I'm value betting in this spot with my two pair hands. Um, a lot of people think, okay, the flush came, so I don't need to value bet anymore. I need to bet small. But in this scenario, if I want to be bluffing a lot, which I think I do, I need to make sure that my range is situated such that I have enough value bets in it. Otherwise, I'm just going to be way out of balance and the opponent can call every time. So I did decide to go for 9 million. If you see me, uh, if you're watching the video of this, you see me like getting bugs out of the way. There were a few bugs there in the Caribbean. I bet 9 million. Stockton says, how much was that? <laughs> really? And then almost immediately he pops the call in. Because he understands in the, at this point, I probably don't have very many flushes in my range because I would be betting a lot of those draws on the turn. And he probably doesn't think I'm value betting this big with two pair. Um, so I've studied these spots a decent amount and I know I need to be value betting. If I'm going to have a big bet size, I need to value bet the two pair, which makes this call a lot worse in general, just because if I show up with, you know, seven, five at this point, he's going to feel pretty annoyed whenever he shows up with the king for the middle pair. Um... But if I am only betting with flushes, which I think is what most people do, then Stockton's call is very, very easy. Um, he also has jack of diamonds, so that blocks some flush draws. It also blocks some bluffs, though, because now I can't have the jack high flush blocker to bluff. Um, but as you see, we go for the big value bet and we get called. This is very different than what a lot of people would do. They would have bet small on this river. Pot was 6 million. They would bet instead something like 3 million or 2 million, trying to get called by a 9 or a 7. But in reality, it's important to realize the opponent could just have an ace looking to bluff catch every time. He could also have a backdoor king, which he did this time. And if he has these hands and he's good, he's probably not going to fold because he realizes his range is somewhat capped at those type of hands. And if those are the best hands that Stockton can have, he needs to find a call of them. And, you know, he's a good player. He is going to find the call of them. Presumably, I'm not giving off any sort of insane tells of strength or anything like that. You may say, well, you bet big. That was a tell of strength. But... That was a tale of polarization. Um, so if I, if he assumes I'm a good player, 
which he probably thinks I'm at least competent. I think he needs to call, which is what he does. And we win a nice pot. It's always fun when we win nice pots at the final table. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here today again. Come back next time, and we will eventually close out this final table.